This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03. It's Tuesday afternoon, January 11th, 2022. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart, and thank you for tuning in to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Coming up in our next segment, Bank of America making changes to its policy on overdraft and other fees. We'll learn more coming up in just a couple of minutes. But right now, we're hearing from Fed Chair Jerome Powell today, as well as America's small businesses. We're joined now by David Jones, chairman of DMJ Advisors based in Denver, Colorado. David, thank you very much. Uh, You're the author of the book, Understanding Central Banking. So help us understand the head of the central bank today and uh, what he had to say to the Senate during his conference information hearing and what the markets liked out of those statements. Well, it was good news and bad news. Uh, the markets liked very much the Fed chairman's comments on the economy. We have a strong economy coming into 2022, and uh, the Fed chairman reemphasized that. I think the markets were quite happy with that idea. We have a red hot labor market. Uh, wages are rising strongly. Uh, demand is strong. So uh, you can't ask for anything better than this economy. The bad news, of course, is that the Fed chairman announced that inflation poses a major threat. Uh, that's where the story might get a little tougher for the market. Um, there was an expectation at the December policy meeting interest rates might rise three times this year. Uh, If I had to make a bet, I would say rates are going up at every single Fed policy meeting this year, starting in March. That means we might have six or seven rate hikes uh, in 2022, not just the three the markets were hoping for. If you're Jay Powell or any Fed chairman and you're being questioned by lawmakers, uh, you have to be relentlessly on message knowing uh, that the markets will move literally with every word you speak. That's exactly correct. And that's why I think the Fed chairman who wants his job for another four years uh, emphasized the good economy. And he was completely correct in that. We had really a in terms of growth, a fantastic economy coming out of the uh, out of the pandemic, and uh, and it looks like that momentum is carrying forward. So uh, he's emphasizing that fact. The stock market liked that, but I think the stock market has to be careful because I think we're going to have to see substantially higher interest rates to cool off the labor market and to cool the economy down to a sustainable pace. Is it just enough to say that the Federal Reserve is aware of what's going on and has a plan to combat it? Does that make investors feel better? Yeah. The only problem with inflation is the Fed's a little bit late to the game. They're, as we would say, behind the curve. And that's the reason rates probably have to 
interest rates have to go much higher this year than I think the market was expecting. But when you've got a good economy and you've got good prospects for earnings, uh, the momentum is, at least for now, still higher in those stock prices. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. David Jones, chairman of DMJ Advisors, author of the book Understanding Central Banking, based in Denver, Colorado. Coming up, another big bank giving customers a break on fees. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Bank of America is joining other major financial institutions in adjusting its fee structure. Let's get the latest now from Ken Tuman, founder of DepositAccounts.com, based in Orlando. Ken, thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the program. Uh, what is this move in response to by on the part of Bank of America? Well, that's a trend in the banking industry of reducing the reliance on overdraft fees. And you've been seeing this now for several years, and and especially since the pandemic, there's been a push to uh, for banks to uh, to either eliminate their overdraft fees or make it more friendly for uh, depositors. Is this also a case of uh, some of these smaller, maybe online-only lending uh, organizations uh, disrupting, or at the very least, putting pressure on big banks? Well, um, they have been in the forefront of. Uh, eliminating overdraft fees and offering other services for those who you know, might overdraw their accounts and to um, avoid these fees. So, yeah, they're definitely pressure from the online. Has the um, explosion and prevalence of online banking apps made it more difficult for someone to overdraw their account, say, for example, compared to 20 years ago when you still had to balance your checkbook reliably to know much how money you had how much to know how much money you had in your checking account well yeah i think definitely these mobile and online providers um have a lot more tools to uh, help reduce overdraft fees and hope and, and and reduce overdrafting um and so that has definitely put pressure on on these traditional banks now, has this also been a case of uh, the big banks listening to Wall Street, or is this strictly uh, uh, market forces coming to bear here? Well, it's also on the uh, – you hear that in Congress, too. There's been a lot of pressure on the banks to um, reduce or eliminate these overdraft fees, and they've been hitting the uh, those who can least afford it the most. So it's been um, a pretty bad PR for a lot of the banks. Um, so I think they're feeling the pressure also from Congress. What is, you know, when, when it comes to just basic uh, checking accounts, um, what is the state of the marketplace these days? I mean, obviously, you can go to a Bank of America or a PNC bank, um, a banking institution, let's call a traditional legacy bank. But you do have these online only or online only banks now. They've been around for 15 or 16 years. And their big selling point way back when was we don't have to pay for all this physical infrastructure. So we don't have as many fees as the big banks uh charge people for various things like overdraft. Um, has has that made a huge dent in the checking account market? And does it also have a larger uh, 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 you know, brand mind share, as it were, among younger checking account customers? Well, and actually, the traditional banks, especially these big banks, are still pretty strong in terms of checking account customers, even though they have higher fees and a lot of things like overdrafts. So there's still a lot of inertia in the industry, and 
and a lot of people are still getting hit with these uh, fees from the big banks. Well, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Ken Tuman, founder of DepositAccounts.com, based in Orlando. Coming up next, a Chicago-based high-end convenience store and delivery company undergoing a growth spurt. We'll talk about that coming up. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Chicago-headquartered Foxtrot is expanding its footprint. Let's get an update from Ali Maradi, restaurants and retail reporter, Crane Chicago Business. Ali, thank you for joining us today. The Chicago-based company planning to open 25 new stores this year, including one in the former Tribune Tower, one in the former Sears Tower, also known as the Willis Tower, and in Wrigleyville. Uh, does this mean that uh, Foxtrot feels confident once again about the uh, state of the uh, residential market in downtown Chicago and River North? That's a great question. I asked them that same thing. Um, you know, they didn't have any downtown locations before the pandemic, and I think that sheltered them a little bit. And now they have this really interesting business model. They've always had this business model, but um, they're really starting to flex it now, where they sort of use, they started as a delivery-only operation back in 2014. Um, they use their brick-and-mortar locations as little fulfillment centers. So if you live by a Bucktown location and order something, the product you order is going to come right from that Bucktown location. So they sort of use their physical locations to drive online traffic. So the more physical stores they open, they're hoping the more online traffic they bring in as well. And the uh, Tribune Tower location will put them uh, in direct competition with Walgreens and their super Walgreens in the Wrigley Building. Is that a battle to watch? That's a great question. I think it is. I think that Foxtrot is one of these companies that is kind of going head to head with not just the you know convenience store like locations such as Walgreens, but also you've got your Amazons that do grocery delivery as well, and really just like basically every grocery store. There's some really interesting competition that they're facing. Is this the inevitable fate of every online? e-commerce shipping and delivery company that they come in guns blazing say okay look out brick and mortar retail uh we're coming for you the the days of going out to eat or going out for a beer run are over and then they just say uh, oh by the way we're now opening a brick and mortar store and branching out from there uh it just kind of goes to show you that uh, you need brick and mortar even if you want to disrupt the brick and mortar retail industry yeah, I think the key is how they're using those brick-and-mortar locations, right? So a lot of these online first brands that we're seeing, Warby Parker is an example, you know, ones like that that spring up online first. What they do is they're using – when they determine where to put their physical locations, they're looking at where their customers have gotten their orders shipped to from online. So they're saying – okay, I'm going to put this store on Damon Avenue because I know that a bunch of my customers live around there and I know that I'm going to have a built-in customer base if I go there. And so they're using it for that. They're using it to drive online traffic. They're using it to really build their brand almost as like a marketing tool. It's interesting to see the shift. It's something that really was beginning a little bit before the pandemic, but with so many people gravitating to online shopping now and basically every industry, it's definitely um, been doubled down on. Is this also very quickly? Is this also a sign of uh, of of how things are going at the uh, former Tribune Tower now in their post uh, journalism configuration? That those uh, first floor uh, spaces that used to be you know occupied by uh, Tribune Company entities are are filling up and getting tenants. Yeah, it seems like it. You know, they, the the uh, condos that they put in there opened not too long ago too. So. 
we're really seeing that whole development kind of come to fruition. Ali Marotti, restaurants and retail reporter, Crane Chicago Business. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Still ahead in Travel Tuesday, the key to planning a spring break trip is flexibility. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is Chicago's all-news station, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon, I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. President Biden pushes for voting rights during a visit to Georgia. Private health insurers will soon be required to cover the cost of home COVID tests. In Travel Tuesday, time is running out to plan a spring break trip. We'll get help in putting together a safe itinerary. And airlines, including Chicago-based United, are cutting flights due to staff shortages. WBBM Business. The markets are higher. The Dow is up 98 points. The Nasdaq up 173. The S&P 500 up 28. AccuWeather says mostly sunny today, increasingly windy, not nearly as cold, a high of 33. We have 21 degrees right now under mostly sunny skies at 1231. And topping our news at the half hour, President Biden will use a speech in Georgia today to push Congress toward approving voting rights legislation. The story from correspondent Sagar Magani. In excerpts released by the White House, the president says he will defend Americans' rights to vote and their democracy. The question is, where will the Senate stand? Democratic leader Chuck Schumer says voting rights are under attack and Republicans can either help save them or they can sit by as the fabric of our democracy unravels. Mitch McConnell and all Senate Republicans are against the voting bills. Every hysterical claim that our democracy is in crisis rings hollow. A White House official says the president today will endorse changing the Senate's filibuster rules to help overcome GOP opposition, a move even some Democrats are against and one McConnell warns would destroy a key feature of government. 
Sagar Magani, Washington. Starting Saturday, private health insurers will be required to cover up to eight home COVID-19 tests per month for people on their plans. The White House announced the change as it looks to lower costs and make testing for the virus more convenient. Under the new policy, people will be able to either purchase home testing kits for free under their insurance or submit receipts for reimbursement. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are higher. We're joined by Jack Ablin, Chief Investment Officer, Crescent Capital based in Chicago. Jack, thank you very much for joining us once again. When we spoke earlier at 1020 this morning, uh, the markets were beginning a little bit of a turnaround just based on the comments that uh, uh, Jay Powell, the Federal Reserve Chairman, was making to the uh, Senate committee uh, when talking about uh, uh, being confirmed for another term as a Federal Reserve Chairman. Is it just enough for investors to say you know what the problems are and have a plan to solve them? Yeah, I th- Rob, I think you're on to something. I think that's part of it. I, I think we got some reassurance from uh, Chairman Powell. Uh, he is prepared to raise interest rates to quell the pressure from inflation. Uh, but at the same time, uh, investors believe that the rate rise that uh, the Fed will likely pursue will still keep valuations intact. Uh, and will likely um, result in you know positive returns this year. Obviously, uh, if you are the chairman of the Federal Reserve, uh, your opinion and your words matter an awful lot. Um, when you do deliver testimony to the Senate, you have to be very much on message because uh, one misspeak could send markets tumbling. Um, but what gives your analysis, even as the Fed, the Fed chair, what gives your analysis, you know, what, what makes your analysis better than uh, anyone else's? I mean, what data do you have available to you as the Fed chairman that other analysts do not? Um, not really anything more than anybody else. Um, you know, I think they they do have the you know Federal Reserve banking system. So uh, the the twelve uh, districts are constantly in touch with uh, many of their business constituents. Um, so they're hearing uh, you know anecdotal evidence. They are gathering some unique data. Uh, perhaps I know uh, Greenspan was fond of tracking um, cardboard uh, usage as a good leading indicator of of you know uh, economic activity. So I mean I think you know many of these uh, chairmen have their favorite indices, but no, I don't think there's anything unique uh, at the Fed that uh, you know the investment community just doesn't have access to. Is this enough today to kind of uh, quell the turbulence that has uh, roiled the markets for the first uh, seven working days of 2022, or does uh, uncertainty and turbulence remain? Well, I think that at least based on what we know, um, I do think that we have enough information now to quell the turbulence. Uh, Keep in mind, we are going to get a CPI reading tomorrow. Um, There may be some sense that the the chairman had has an advanced knowledge of what that CPI number will be, um, but you know it's just like just like the Fed. We're all data dependent. We're all monitoring um, ongoing um, circumstances, and we'll have to change our strategies accordingly. And he said that uh, the inflationary pressures uh, should ease as the year 2022 rolls on. Uh, obviously uh, spurred by those interest rate hikes that are coming uh, possibly as early as March. Um, when will the consumer or how will the consumer have noticed that inflation has tapered off? Because it's like gas prices where you notice when it goes up and you may not notice when it goes down. 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, we're in the same camp. In fact, who knows? Maybe maybe the chairman is reading our research, and that's why he came up with that remark. But seriously, I think that we do think there's a natural slowing of uh, inflation and growth overall, partially just because of the the, uh, the math, right? I mean, we're starting with a, a much higher base when we're looking at year-over-year numbers as we traverse 2021. 2020, obviously, we had a very low base, so it, it shows a substantial rise. Um, and the other thing that will likely happen is as we start to reopen a little bit more and households and consumers start to prefer uh, services, rather than goods. You know, we have to keep in mind that the inflation that we're seeing is mostly goods inflation. It's not service inflation. Uh, Service inflation is running at around 3%, um, and durable goods inflation is running at around 13%. So I think as we start to shift away from goods and prefer services, that's going to be in, uh, bring inflation down as well. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Jack Ablin, Chief Investment Officer, Crescent Capital, based in Chicago. Coming up next in Travel Tuesday, why a road trip could be your best option for a spring break vacation. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Travel Tuesday, and this afternoon we're looking ahead to spring and your options for a safe and fun trip during the pandemic. We welcome in Cindy Richards, Editor-in-Chief with TravelingMom.com, based in Chicago. Cindy, thank you for joining us this morning. It sounds like it's back to last year in terms of uh, uh, packing a great deal of patience, a great deal of flexibility, and it probably doesn't hurt to have a sense of humor, too. Well, that's always true about travel, right? Because you never it's never going to go as well as you want it to. But these days, it, it can be really bad. My business partner was just telling me about a half an hour ago that it took her daughter 48 hours to get back home to California after Christmas between canceled flights and weather delays. So it's, it's a tough time to try and um, fly these days, which is why I think um, – People are starting to go back, you know, are, are going back to the road trip idea, just like they were in 2021, because it's all about flexibility. If if the weather turns, if somebody gets sick, you want to be able to get home or get to where you're going without um, having somebody else in control of your destiny. Well, personally, we have gone, you know, my own family, I have three little kids, and we have gone on road trips in 2020 and again in 2021. And it's really nice, as you mentioned, in terms of that flexibility. And second, you don't have to carry car seats out of the plane and seatbelt <laughs> extenders and all of the safety equipment that you need to bring onto an airliner to fly from point A to point B. It's you just put them in the family truckster, you put them in their seat, and off you go. And in reality, you know, end to end, you're probably adding maybe three or four hours onto your trip compared to going through an airport. Absolutely. And, you know, road trips have always been the the choice of families for just all those reasons. Plus, you know, snacks. You can put all the snacks you want in the back of the car and keep the kids happy during the whole trip or they can fall asleep in their seats. It's it's just so much easier to travel uh, by car when you've got especially little kids. But but even older kids, I think it's just easier when there's a whole family and it's generally cheaper. We have a story on the site. Is it cheaper to fly or drive? where you can put in, uh, you know, your destination and a bunch of parameters 
and you know, if you got to stay in a hotel, all that kind of stuff. And almost always, it's really cheaper to, to drive when you've got to buy four or five plane tickets. Is this a trend that is going to outlast the pandemic where people rediscovered the family road trip and uh, they're going to maintain those traditions even after it's, you know, even after all of those pandemic questions have faded off into the distance? Well, I think, again, I think it, it never really went out of style for families, especially families with kids your your kids' age. Um, but yes, I think we've we've learned that time is valuable and time spent together is super valuable. So the, you know, rush to the airport, get on a plane, spend 24 or 48 hours in a place and then rush home and go back to work. That's not really the way we want to travel anymore. We want to experience things. We want to enjoy each other's company. Um, we want to spend time together. So road trips are are definitely back in for 2022. And also, I mean, just imagine being a kid today on a road trip because the average family minivan, uh, there's a video screen in every seat in front of you. You can watch whatever movie you want. I mean, when I was a kid, you got to go on road trips. The only thing you did to entertain yourself was to count license plates. Count the, the cows on the side of the road and who had the most. Yep. No, it can be tough. But, you know, there, there are tons of ways to, um, to entertain kids on a road trip. And it doesn't actually always have to be movies. I mean, you know, when, when we did road trips with our kids, audiobooks were, were really popular. We love the Harry Potter stories read by Jim Dale. He's amazing. And we could all do it together then, um, which, is, which is really nice, so, so that it becomes a family activity instead of each of the kids in the back seat with their phone or their iPad or the video screen, and, you know, they're not tuned into family. So there are lots of ways to do it to make it a real together, togetherness experience. No, you're right, Cindy. Uh, in our case, uh, we did license plate bingo, and we all got into it. And uh, when we found Hawaii in downtown Chicago, of all places, uh, Amazing, it, it was a, it? it was a huge accomplishment. <laughs> Cindy Richards, editor in chief of the TravelingMom.com, based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us today. The best daily deal in Chicago: the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Chicago headquartered United Airlines is canceling flights due to COVID-caused staff shortfalls. That's also the case with other air carriers. Let's get an update from Joe Schwederman, Professor of Public Services and Director of the Chaddock Institute at DePaul University. Joe, thanks for joining us today. How many United employees are uh, currently on the shelf due to COVID-19 or uh, quarantine procedures? Well, the best number we have is United said 3,000 employees have very recent or recent uh, coronavirus positive tests. And uh, concentrated heavily in Newark, that's a significant share of the workforce. I mean, in some airports, uh, we're told that maybe as much as 20% of the labor. So this is a, this is a big story. United's in a, in a tough spot. And United emphasized that uh, because of their vaccine mandate, these employees, uh, they did get sick, but they did not experience uh, serious illness or hospitalization. That's right. United was way out in front of the vaccination issue. They took some heat from their employees. They pushed. They uh, didn't compromise. And there's, uh, the numbers now are quite favorable that uh, you know mortality among United employees has dropped practically to zero. Hospitalizations are are just a tiny fraction of what they were. So that's the good news side of this. Of course, running an airline in the middle of this uh, surge, we saw how much trouble we had at Christmas. Our sense was the worst was over. Uh, today, we're questioning whether that logic was indeed correct. Is this the, in, in the history of, of the airline industry, is the, this the largest uh, instance of flights being canceled outside of a major storm or like a strike? 
You know, I think it reminds me of the 737 MAX uh, problem where so many flights had to be canceled all at once. Of course, that was a different phenomenon where it was a, a one-time grounding, in the United case, of dozens of planes. This is sort of a, a day-by-day, surprise-by-surprise uh, fact. So United uh, uh, is on uncharted waters here. We have never seen this labor shortage phenomenon like they have now where, you know, a pilot out sick and ground a flight with 300 people on it. So uh, they're getting pretty good at forecasting where their labor is going to be because with, uh, you know, with COVID tests, every day is a new surprise. And lastly, in a very weird way, though, this should instill confidence in the traveling public that uh, you can fly knowing you won't contract the virus. I mean, you won't get to where you're going, but you know that when you do go in the air that your air crew is healthy. That's right. And we just a month or two ago, it wasn't clear whether the airlines were going to be able to hold uh, the vaccine requirement, the federal requirement for uh, uh, flights to airlines without some sort of compromise. And, and, and they've stayed steady. And uh, The workforce is vaccinated. I think um, one thing we're seeing now is that uh, United is going to, looks like, from reports I'm hearing, canceling flights well in advance. So they're trying to avoid surprising customers you know, getting to the airport on the way to the airport, getting that notice by uh, by planning uh, long range on this. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Joe Schwederman, Professor of Public Services and Director of the Chaddock Institute at DePaul University. You'll find past programs and later today, a podcast of this hour at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.